Welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. We are back to recording. We have been gone for a little bit just from uh, the 4th of July and then getting back and dealing with some other things, but we finally are back together. I'm with my co-host once again, Panda. How's it going? It's been a bit. Fortnite, things have changed. A lot of things have changed, but uh, no, it's going all right. I'm just, I'm very pumped to be back talking about, talking about Fortnite and getting back on the, the podcast grind. Yes, the esports grind. The competitive scene has been changing more and more, especially with a a big announcement from Epic, the Fortnite Summer Skirmish. Skirmish. We'll we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show. Friday Fortnite is always happening. Friday Fortnite probably is going to be changed to Sunday. I think is what Keemstar is thinking about. We'll have to see and you know keep up with updates on that in the future, which. I don't mind, just because Sunday I'll have probably more free time, but uh, we'll have to see how Sunday goes. I think they're changing it probably because of um, the Fortnite's tournaments they're doing, and then maybe players would rather play on Sunday and practice on Fridays before the summer skirmish starts. I don't know. I don't really know his whole thought process behind it. From but. from what I saw, I saw some stuff that was saying that it's because of the it's because of the skirmish. Yeah. Um, and, Apparently, there's a chance that it happens on Fridays as well. Ah. So Keem knows that he's not going to be able to compete with the actual Epic tournament where they're offering, oh, I don't know, $230,000 more than what he's offering. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's going to bump it to Sunday, and he's going to bump it back to a 1 p.m. start instead of a 3. So, Which is good because, obviously, if you're a normal working person like myself or, obviously, normal people, um, <laughs> You have to get up and go to work on Monday, so staying up till two o'clock trying to figure out who wins uh Fortnite tournament's not really ideal, but not but yeah, ideal. That's I think that's the reason why. Yeah, I think that'll be nice because then you know, Fridays normally they, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of plans do happen on Friday night, so it would be easier for me to catch a lot of the tournament. And I think uh, players will continue to play in them, even though the the, the summer scrimmage is happening. I think a lot of players. It's going to change a lot. We'll talk about the whole format of it uh, again towards the second part of the show. But not everyone's going to be invited every week, so I'm sure the players that aren't will definitely be focused on the whole quote unquote Friday or Sunday Fortnite tournament with keemstar and because it's still it's an easy way for people to make money if you do place well so um but what did happen is friday fortnight this week and it was a pretty good week there was a lot of people missing uh you know obviously ninja but other than that there was most of them are still there um lupa was gone as well but uh, we had a few duos that made it to the finals for the first time. It was definitely an exciting uh, tournament, definitely to see newer people. Let's go ahead and look at round one and go over some of the big results. Panda, I don't know if you want to start with any of your favorite uh, you know, finishes off of that first round. Um, 
don't know. I like I like to see that the hundred thieves people are playing together now. Yeah. Obviously, I like Nate Shot, but I like seeing that the pros are playing together. And we saw that it ended up being a good pairing for them, considering they took it all the way to the finals and knocked out the Phase Boys. Which thank God, everyone's tired of seeing them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, though, let's be honest; those are the big matches. Those are the ones that I mean, really, we could talk about all day with with the hundred thieves boys winning by one kill each game and just <laughs> those bad RNG and stuff like that. But but I, I like I said, I'm just glad to see. And I, we talked about, I believe it was the last podcast that kind of a hundred thieves bandwagon here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I just like to see that they're having some some success and they knocked out the the heavyweights for right now. So yeah, we definitely we definitely saw a few pro matchups, which was nice seeing actual people that are in the pro scrims and and within the pro scene get to face off and show uh, you know their capability. Um, I think it's going to be pretty awesome to continue to see Friday Fortnite, especially on the new map and the new Season 5. We probably should have just started the podcast off with that because Season 5 is uh, upon us. We haven't recorded since, and this is our first time recording after Season 5 has been out. And it's it's been crazy. There's been so much change. There's tons of new places on the map, which obviously affects more of the the pub stomp tournaments like Friday Fortnite because of where you land. So. You know, maybe a lot of people are going to the new locations, trying to visit those and see what they're about. So a lot, a lot, you know, bigger chances for people to get high kills instead of everyone going tilted. You know, there's definitely new places to explore, which is interesting in this type of situation. Um, not as much for the the and private the servers. Yeah, the rifts. Those are huge. Which I don't know. Rifts are just kind of replacing the rocks. The rocks are gone now. The rifts you can probably travel a little quicker than rocks, but the rifts are just another. I think rifts give you such a bigger advantage than the rocks, though. Oh, oh, for sure. And especially with some of the locations of the rifts are really key, and those are going to be really, really big in a lot of people's rotations. Right, and it allows you to to reset, basically. Yeah. You hop in the rift, you drop down, and you glide. I think I saw something on Twitter that it was two and a half squares you can glide if you look at the map Mm -hmm. grid-wise. I mean, that's game-changing. That is, you'll be able to... Say you're you were stuck up on a mountain or stuck off fighting somebody, things got crazy, and there's a rift right there. You hop in that rift, you fly back ahead of rotations, and just it added something that definitely is going to be uh, a key aspect, I think, to these kind of like tournaments and the skirmish and all that stuff. Just a different kind of way to get around the map and use that strategy and use your skill to just get more kills. Yeah, the the pub stomp tournaments are especially interesting just because you can now land maybe on a a, a corner location, whether it's the new the paradise area, um, you know the Viking ship. Obviously, you can get a lot of loot up there, but they have all the rifts that you can jump into easily, rotate to a greasy, to a tilted, to another high traffic place, and be able to uh, you know get some kills there. Um, in the in the summer scrimmage, I saw a lot of interesting strategy where people were dropping out of the bus, but they actually were uh, deploying their shoot relatively early, and they were just drifting down to look and see where people were landing, and then they would just go to a straight to a rift and then and then reroute where they wanted to go. So it was like people are already using different strategies. Like some people were literally weren't like oh first to the ground get a gun. They were like all right let's see where people are going, and they picked a safe spot. So they, they're trying to avoid that RNG. Like Instead of just forcing themselves to land at a house and hope to get the gun first, if they saw that there was a house open because they were floating above everyone, that's where they went because they knew no one was there. So that's kind of interesting because in a scrimmage like that, when you're 
how, that much money's on the line and it doesn't matter how many kills you get all that matters is if you get first that's definitely a, a pretty big strategy so rifts are going to be huge especially in the the pub tournaments i would say the the pub stomp tournaments which i still enjoy a lot uh skirmish has a lot of issues that we're going to talk about uh towards the end of the podcast but um let's see other matchups that were definitely notable uh a couple underdogs that i've picked in the past king richard and aimbot calvin finally they were able to uh they had a pretty good tournament this time they had some good matchups i mean the chica space line obviously that's a strong one chance fruitcake um then tiny and spinos or yeah sevenos his name is Spinos sevenos i've heard it pronounced both ways but um, they're definitely uh, they were a pretty strong matchup at, against King Richard and Aimbot. They made it all the way to that hundred three thieves matchup in um, that semifinal, I believe, and then or the final semifinal to get to the final game, in which they ended up meeting hundred thieves once again. So I actually thought 100 Thieves was going to take it. I did pay attention to this point by the time the Friday Fortnite got there. I was paying attention to the finals, and I thought, you know, maybe it'd be cool to see those pros. Obviously, King Richard's a pro, so we did see pros win. But um, I don't know. It was a good week. Not seeing necessarily FaZe was refreshing, but they still were really, really close to being there. They obviously uh, put themselves in a really, you know, good position for the running of the money still. I mean, there's no way they're not. <laughs> it's 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 bad to say, and it's I don't want to say they're the Warriors by any mean, but they're just somebody that you just expect to be there at at the very least late, if not in that championship round every time. And it's just I don't know. I don't want to say it's gotten old, but you've just come to expect it, and you're just like, all right, well, it's just another week, I guess. But but yeah, like you said, it's refreshing to see new faces in there, and uh. It's good to see Richard and Calvin get there. I mean, Calvin was just screaming. That's what we waited five hours for afterwards. And that tells you how long these tournaments hours. are. Uh, uh, it's, just, it's, cool to, it's cool to get a new champ in there. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely glad seeing that. Seeing the love being spread around within the Friday Fortnite community. You know, it's probably not easy for some of these players, a.k.a. C's, to uh, do this every Friday and, you know, not have any results. Or I mean, you know, not everyone's doing it. Not everyone's doing it for the money, but it's definitely, if you're a competitive person, it's obviously rough to uh, not be making it towards the final or, or being a true competition to a lot of the people. Typical Gamer and Thief, we're back in it as a, a partner duo. Seeing them, you know, OP and Yellow, though, that's another really good combo that I enjoy, and I think they will continue to probably do well. Uh, Nick Merckx and High Distortion partnering up is definitely interesting to me. You know, HD is really, really good, but uh, I don't know. Playing up with a PlayStation player is definitely an interesting strategy. Maybe he likes to get that cross-play action down and uh, likes his chance that way. But um, let's see. Any other main main did matches? You know, did you know that HD is a bodybuilder? Because I did not. Competitive bodybuilder I did not or know just a casual bodybuilder? Just, I, I don't know if competitive or not, but like I know like Nick – he always goes and works out and does his lifting stuff before and like in the morning and then he'll stream at night, which is why he streams at night, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so apparently uh, HD's a bodybuilder as well. And it's just, it's funny because when you watch them, you start to realize it by the way they're just yelling and how angry they get. And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say roid rage, but roid rage. Roid rage. dude, Nick is, does Nick compete? I don't, I don't never follow Nick Marks that much. So I don't really know that much about him. 
or is he just a casual bodybuilder? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they are, go to competitions or whatever, but I know that's what they do in their spare time. I mean, might as well. Um, they can make money that way too. But he's so big <laughs> and he's so angry. <laughs> so big and so angry. Definitely a screams. dangerous combo. That's for sure. <laughs> And then HD just has such a temper, man. Every time he loses in Fortnite, he, like, threatens to quit. I'm like, dude, calm down. <laughs> like, you're really like, good. I understand, I understand being pissed, but just calm down. And talk uh, him off a ledge every time he <laughs> loses in a round. Yeah, for sure. It was interesting seeing Hysteria paired up with Avery X, you know, seeing those two together. And uh, Hysteria, obviously not with his partner Ninja. That'll be interesting to see if Ninja does come back, if he has a normal schedule this week and not traveling a bunch. And if Hysteria, I don't believe he does. And if Hysteria and Ninja will just partner right back up and, you know, kick back off or, you know, carry back off where they left off. But um, I think he's going to the ESPYs. Ninja is? Yeah. That's wild. the ESPYs. Because he's the, most... the only reason I know this is because Jess has tweeted it out. Oh, really? Because she's talked about how she gets to go to the ESPYs and stuff, and I would assume that she didn't get invited. So <laughs> one would only imagine that Ninja's up for some award. I mean, Ninja has more interactions on Twitter than Ronaldo and freaking LeBron James. I mean, so... is there is there an esports category to the ESPYs? I don't really. I don't I'm think sh- I've ever really watched the ESPYs. I mean, like Sports Center and other people like sport like legit typical media sport channels tweet out that the most interacted with person in the sports world is Ninja, so they consider it I would say so. Right. I just I I don't know. I don't as much as I love esports, I don't think I would like seeing Ninja win like best male athlete or something like that. Yeah. I think I'd actually shit my pants. No, I would rather see that best best male esports athlete. I'm fine with that. But I think they're right, while they break, I break it down right. like esports player of the year or something like that. I mean, while I believe um that you know, esports is obviously a sport, but I think like the best male athlete definitely belongs to the traditional ath- athletic stance. LeBron. But that's just me, the goat. <laughs> All right. Um, that's another conversation. <laughs> so before we move on to the summer scrimmage and that kind of conversation, um, real quick, let's look at the map and just talk about it for one second um, and just think about it. I, I obviously didn't watch all of Friday Fortnite, but um, besides the rifts, what are the other big changes that you really like? Well, there's one that we haven't mentioned that I – we obviously need to talk about. I don't know. You haven't mentioned it either, but do you know what I'm talking about? Are our minds synced up here? Um, I mean, my initial thought is that anarchy's gone. Oh, okay. What's an anarchy now? So we're close to the same route. Anarchy is uh, Lazy Links. And now. what's located in Lazy Links? <laughs> I think I'm missing the vibe. Uh, the all-terrain carts. Oh, yep. Didn't even yeah. think about that. You know, those are all around the map, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But a lot of them are. Look, there's like freaking 12 of yes, them at Lazy <laughs> So that's the other thing. Uh, there are has been tweets about every location of the carts and where they kind of are at. That'll be another big thing for players. Uh, personally, I don't know. I, the carts are an advantage when you're trying to travel far, correct? If you're a god, like most of these players... Who cares? Because if you're in one of those carts, you don't care if people can hear you miles away. For me, I'm terrible. Like getting in a car is like throwing out flares everywhere you go because you're so loud. Like you, people can hear you before you see them. So it's definitely like an advantage disadvantage type situation. 
Um, it has made for a lot of plays. It definitely does add to the transportation factor. I was really surprised they put it in there. I didn't think they would go that route. Shopping carts was a cool change, but I, I don't know. I like the change. I think it'll definitely uh, it will play well within the scene. I I like it. Um, I like that you can die in it because it makes it not OP to where you could just drive it off a mountain or anything right. like that. Um, but I also find it sort of a coincidence, sort of funny that as soon as the PUBG lawsuit gets dropped, like two weeks later, they're bringing in vehicles, vehicles for the map. And it's just like, well, I mean, I see what you're doing here, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, they're, they're trying to stay pretty specific with what they want the vehicles to be about, right? So they're not... Um, I mean, it was inevitable. They were going to have to bring something in. Right. Transportation is a really, really big part of Fortnite and the Fortnite map. Walking is ideal, but uh, if we look at the map as a whole, if you add a lovely place like that, what is it even called? Paradise? What is it called again? Paradise Palms? Yeah, Paradise Palms. If you have a place like that, there's a lot of loot there. It's great. And there's rifts as well, which adds to a great transportation. But, you know, if there's a place on the edge of the map, you don't want to get a bad circle. But, hey, if you if you land at the Paradise Palms and there's also those carts, maybe add quicker transportation, people are going to be more likely to land there. I think that's Fortnite's Epic's main key, you know, issue is to make sure yeah, that... It's all spread out. Yeah, people are spread out. And it's not like Tilted is the only place that gives us good kills. I mean, Tilted's great. But let's, let's, let's think about this. If we switch Tilted in Paradise Palms or any other place, and let's say we put Tilted into a corner of the map, I mean, do people land there as it's much? It's just another place. Because it's not going to give you that great of circles. If you're at Tilted, you're literally in the middle of the map, so no matter where the circle is, you're probably going to be decently close to it. So if you put it at the, a corner, people would be like, yeah, it's a lot of loot and a lot of you know probably buildings and materials, and maybe people still go there. But you don't have time. Yes, people in Tilted literally can sit there almost the whole game. It's crazy. So that's definitely interesting to see that there's so many viable places now. I mean, some of our key places when we play in our squads that we land that are like more low-key, but a lot of people land there are even more low-key now, like, you know, the factory area. There's still a lot of loot there, but not as many people are landing there because now you have Lazy Links. You have, uh, you know, the whole sh the Viking ship, which question why did the viking ship not get a name why'd they leave that unnamed i was kind of surprised i don't know but i love that place oh i so do i it's just it's, it was literally the first place i landed in season five it's got the snow biome i like that i could i could definitely dig more of some the snowy waterfall. biome yes maybe even like i may or may not have lagged through a floor and fallen to my death at that waterfall <laughs> the very first game good start good start um yeah, but that was when they were having server issues. So to be fair, to not my not fault. Not your fault. Yeah, going forward as well, it'd be interesting to see what else maybe pops through some portals. We may see, you know, you know, Noms is in the upper right corner, I believe, near Risky, that Nom sign. Who knows, Tomato Man may be making a return in another new location, like just pop through a portal. I don't know. I'm really excited to see you with the rest of the season five. And when it comes to the pub games, it obviously is important. The map is pretty crucial to uh, a lot of people's rotations and i mean look at tfue and cloaksies we can talk about this too you know one of their main things was and even a lot of players it wasn't just them but like rotations revolved around dusty divot because there was hop rocks it was a good way to rotate to a new place a lot of people rotated there because it was center i mean now you have dusty divot with just a lot of trees 
not as much transportation. You can get a lot of mats and there's not a lot of loot. So like, is that going to be a key place that people rotate to? Is that going to be kind of left alone and only you really, you only rotate to that to get mushrooms and, you know, some trees. So that'll be interesting to see how that changes the whole dynamic as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I don't know if just a few questions based off of kind of what we've talked about. Just first, um, with the whole Paradise Palms thing, it's taking Moisty out. RIP to Moisty. <laughs> um, does it not feel bigger, though? Does that area just feel huge to you, or is it just me? <sighs> yeah. Because I feel like it, it just feels massive flying down there. And I know it goes from Lucky all the way up to Lonely, but it just feels so much bigger than the Mire did. You know what I never realized? Did they... Hang on, I'm going to pull up Season 5 Fortnite map. Okay. Um... The, the crazy thing is, like, I don't obviously think um, they made the map bigger, but... Uh, no, I don't think they expanded it. Okay, it so they, they stopped right at the mansion, right before the mansion. Right. I was just trying to see how far it actually did go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... it's. I think the reason why it feels so much bigger is, one, you can see more because it's like a desert. It's pretty open. There's obviously... It's bright as all hell. <laughs> the tall mountains. Uh, the other thing is there's just so many, like, all along that road path, like, kind of like that Highway 66 feel. There's a... Uh, a lot of little towns and like gas station and you know the dinosaur place. So I think there's just right. so many more places to hit that are relatively interesting where you can loot up and get materials. It's pretty sweet. I think it's uh definitely a one of the best changes I think Fortnite's made. Loot Lake. Oh yeah. You know, fine. Definitely could see that disappearing in the future because of you know it's not very active and it's got a lot of issues about transportation we'll see, and that leads me to my next question: is what what's the next thing that goes? So Moisty's gone. Moisty's been there from the start. Right. What goes? Is it a flush? Yeah. Is it a junk and haunted pleasant kind of thing? Yeah. I think the bottom left, as in flush, that whole area, the little, the I don't even know what they call that. The thing right below Shifty Shaft that you rotate to when you leave the factory area. It has like the two There's houses. So many for it. Yeah. I have people call it different things. But like, yeah, that's in a good area. There's a lot of things there. Um, the, the middle of the map I just don't know if people are going to get what they want with Tilted getting destroyed. I think that, I'm not sure it's ever going to go. Yeah, away. I think that would be a huge change. And they'll, they'll, if they do it, there's always going to be a lot of explanation and something tragic happens, whatever that tragic thing may be. But I think trees are important. So they took out such a big awesome. thing with Moisty. Trees have to be somewhere. So I think Dusty is a good add with all those trees. What about... Ooh, does it just move up? Does it take out tomato, whaling, lonely, and retail? Oh, you and mean like the, the woods and just get bigger? Or what do you mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, not necessarily the not necessarily the desert's going to move up there, but like, is that what they're going to wipe out? Is oh, that, are they going to just wipe out the east side of the map? Because <laughs> if you look at the, all the other corners where everything is, there's relatively newer stuff. You got Snobby over the left and Haunted and Junk, all that. That's still... That's not new anymore, but it's not like an OG landing spot. Right. But Tomato, Retail, Lonely, and Whaling have been there since season one and two. So, I mean, is that kind of the next thing to go? They made so many changes on the West with Tilted and Shifting, again, the places I just named. Is this their time to change the East kind of thing? Oh, soccer field's gone. I just now noticed that. That huge soccer stadium they put in there is gone. 
the World Cup one, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a good spot. There's there's tons of room up there. You can even take away the motel if you wanted to. There's so much room up there to put a nice uh in a, a nice area for something. Um All right, and that's why I could see that whole corner going away. Either right. down to Pleasant or or even Pleasant going. I, I don't know. I don't know what goes next, <laughs> but I think there's a couple different I do like the areas. biome the biome hole factor. A snowy place would be cool, especially you know, feeding off of where the Viking location is. But hey, it's worlds collide. So we're gonna see what kind of other worlds, you know, come into play here. We got the whole Wild West thing, those skins will be coming out. They just kind of came out with uh, the Save the World type playthrough. So I don't know what we'll to see. I think Season 5 is definitely the best one yet. The meteors were really cool. The little changes they had in that were definitely interesting. But they Season 4 set up for Season 5, plain and simple. So I'm What gonna, if? What if? Oh, God, here no, here we go. The northeast corner yes. got sunk underwater. <laughs> oh, water. Like, oh, like underwater fights. We got like harpoon guns. became a thing. Harpoon guns. And, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And if water's deep enough, oh, it's yeah. obviously not the lake. But, like, deep water, you can swim. Yeah, what kind of name is Loot Lake when you it's up to your knees? That's some bull. That's not a lake. It's like, it's like. Well, and it's not even that much loot. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's not even a loot. That name is a lie. It's all fake. It's not even a loot. Okay. Well, that was our mid-podcast episode uh, breakdown of season five. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. There's gonna be a lot of changes. I think. I, I do think Risky is not around for much longer as well, just because of. Um, I don't know. It it was definitely based on season that four. Short lived though. Yeah, but it's season four. It's the whole meteor type area, the movies. I don't know. I think that place could go easily, and I, I think things I are going to be, be upset appearing. By it because I think no hop rocks kind of kills it. Oh yeah, that's true. There's a lot of locations the Hop Rocks really helped out with some easy transportation to get to a new place. But um, they're gone now. R.I.P. Hop Rocks. That was definitely an interesting addition and. The rifts are taking their place, and I think the the Easter Island head things, you know, those are all over the place now, and there's a lot of chests around those, and then all the rifts, so those are going to be a really big location for pro players to rotate to, maybe grab chests and grab rifts to rotate to a big area. So, man, there's a lot more strategy just by one addition of a, a game mechanic coming out of the rifts. In Epic We Trust. In Epic We Trust. All right. Speaking of in Epic We Trust, uh, they failed us. Sorry, Epic, but uh, we need to talk about it. We need to discuss it. The Fortnite Summer Scrimmage. This was announced um, along with their, you know, the prize pool of the original announcement. $800 million in eight weeks. Each eight week. $800 million is what I said, Rip. $8 million in eight weeks. Um yeah, so each week is going to be different from what they said and what their announcement was. And my um, understanding is each format is going to be different. You know, week two could be a male-female partner only. Week three, maybe squads. You know, like week one was just they invited a bunch of some pros. They invited some of the just the big, um, the, the, the big entertainers is what we call them. And then they got to pick partners. Then we saw, obviously, if they did well in the the showdowns, uh, the high performance showdown players, they got an invite. Then they got to pick a partner. So I like the format of inviting one person. Then they pick their partner. That allows you know Epic to control who comes, but then also allows the player to pick someone they're comfortable with. And I don't know, Panda. Me and you, we we didn't get to watch much, but no one got to watch much of it. Why don't we, you go ahead and start off with what happened in week one 
kind of a, a little bit of a disaster on Epic side. I mean, I don't want to call it a trend anymore, or necessarily, but let's be honest. Epic has a problem with early season servers. Yes. I don't know if it's just a bunch of people getting back on because of the new season or what, and I don't know why it keeps happening every season, but the servers go to all hell, and just it's just bad. And so lag. Lag is what happened. Yes, and, uh, you know, this was a, a match of all these players on the same map. This was not a Keemstar pub stomp type tournament. You know, they were all up against each other, so, you know, that was another issue. Those are That's a different type of server it's holding. There's a lot of people on it, and when you have all those players, good players, you have a lot more building. You have a lot more action happening, and um, we saw lag when there was a lot of explosions c4 actually got banned because c4 was causing issues which also led to a pro player tweeting out i'm almost positive uh epic is going to vault the c4 so there's a high chance c4 is gonna be put away because isn't it crazy that an item like c4 is what's causing server issues just from the amount of it it's gotten so good though yeah it can explode a such a huge radius the the servers can't handle buildings being deleted that fast so everything just crashes i mean you shouldn't be able to hold 10 of those i think really i think there should be a hard cap of 4 like you should be able to hold 4 and that's it 10 of them is insane i don't get it yeah it's just, I, the it's so much damage with such a big radius and i mean like you said there's just so much happens that it ends up just going away instead of showing the actual explosion, and the server just kind of breaks down from there. So I understand it, and maybe it's just a thing that they'll ban from competitive instead of vaulting it in general, or they could vault it in general. I mean, mm -hmm. you never know what someone's going to do like that, but, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that, yeah, obviously it's a different kind of server, and it's going to take some work, and it's the first time they're doing these things, so you got to give them a little break, but... At the end of the end of the day, you gotta, gotta get this stuff right, right if you're gonna advertise it. Oh, well, for big. sure. And that's they're dealing with internet, they're dealing with young kids, and Myth said it perfectly. Like, look, this is epic testing what they want to do in the future. This is this is them testing what's gonna work, what's not gonna work. So like this has to happen in order for everything to work perfectly. People are tweeting things like this scene's never gonna grow with things like this happening. I mean, I, I think that's a little stretch. Like, if Epic doesn't try Especially things, in the first week. right? If Epic doesn't try things and it doesn't work, like, all right, they're a pretty big company. They're gonna be able to take a step back and figure out what they can do better um, in order to, you know, to make these type of events happen. So, look, obviously, there's a big advertised thing. There was tons of people on Twitch watching it. It was supposed to be a maximum of ten matches, but if a duo won two games then it would be over so technically there may have been only two matches played if the same duo won the first two that did not happen match one we had chap and liquids from our liquid 24 or 27 hours uh from liquid that that duo. whatever what did i say numbers are hard i said 27 well that's that's just classic dyslexia it's fine but um they had this lovely thing, which I thought was awesome, was uh, $6,500 to the duo that had the most limbs. So even if you weren't winning and you wanted to just say, screw it, maybe we won't win, but let's just slay out and try to win You know that 6500 Because think about it. There was 10 matches. If you were winning the most limbs, a lot of them, if, they, if it did go the full 10 matches, then you were definitely making some money. Like Dakotas and Yellow, they had nine. You know They didn't win, but... They got some, you know, some cash just from getting a lot of limbs. 
Um, so that was match one, match two. Uh, not I can't miss my screen is very blurry. Not vivid and Kev, Kev. I don't know how to say his name exactly, but Kevy, Kevy. Um, he is a, a pro uh, free agent. Um, then match three is I can't see the names. Bartonologist and Bay Soldier. Bay Soldier. This white on my and computer then, is too bright. <laughs> and then match four was I'm Marksman and your boy Wildcat. Yeah, boy Wildcat. So, yeah, those are bigger names right there. Um, let's see. What else was I going to say? Oh, the the bad thing about for Epic was, look, everyone is obviously watching the stream. And there's the issues are server lag. Another thing that's kind of interesting for Epic is, like, they are pulling the the action off of each player's stream right so all these players that are playing are streaming but like you got players dropping the f-bomb when they're watching them like i don't know what epic's plan is for that but obviously most of the time in esports a, a stream for a big tournament is definitely pg it's definitely kid friendly there's no you know cussing that kind of stuff going on for the most part so like seeing them watch myth get a crazy kill and he's like fuck yeah let's go like that's definitely not ideal. Personally, I don't know what Epic's plan is, but even with the lag, like there was tons of players complaining hard, like, what is this? Like, I can't even shoot. They were like changing between streams because they really didn't want the person they were watching talking mad shit about Epic, but everyone was so mad and complaining. That's why they had to just cancel it after week four or match four. They literally canceled all week one after match four and just released week one standings off based off of four matches. Like that's, that's a rough week one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard that like, like COD and like CWL and what they do is like, they don't have the players actually mic'd up. Like they'll go to their view and they'll show the player, mm -hmm. but the player doesn't actually have audio to the, to the, I guess, stream. Right. So maybe that's what they do because it's going to be impossible to control all these players, even if you tell them to not cuss. Yeah, um, that'll be hard. For so sure. maybe that's maybe that's the way they go go about it, where they'll they'll show the player and you'll see the reaction and the excitement in their face, but you don't hear them actually say the cuss word or anything like that. So right, I definitely I that might be the best course of action there. Like, it was fun to hear, like, when they were watching Tim, obviously Tim's really funny, and Tim doesn't cuss that much, but, like, the now, there was three casters, and they were laughing with what Tim was saying, and they were kind of, like, not interacting with the streamer, but, like, talking about what the streamer was saying, and I don't really like that personally. Like, if I want to hear what Tim's saying, I'm going to go watch his stream. So, like, if I'm watching the official Fortnite channel, I would rather have people casting, and these, they weren't really casters, they weren't really talking about what they what was going on they didn't even really know who like chap in like 72 hours was like they didn't even know some of the pro players they definitely weren't like oh really aware with what's happening in the fortnite esports scene they definitely were more of the bigger names we know these people have done this before they will be fine on stream totally understand epic's move on that but then again people also want casters who are like actually casting actually have knowledge on players and not just laughing at tim being a funny streamer because again in reality tim's a funny streamer but tim knows he's not a pro and a lot of people don't necessarily want to be watching tim they would rather be seeing some of these pros go at it and i felt like they spent too much time on just the big name people but that's just my opinion yeah i mean it comes down to views versus right content i guess right. it's just and it's iffy um i mean we know courage isn't a pro but i mean he's good don't get me wrong but he's not 
he's not like an optic pro they have their own team already but is it maybe something where epic reaches out to him and his caster background and sees if he wants to maybe maybe step in the booth there i would <laughs> i would enjoy that a lot yeah i'd have to get um, paid a good amount in order to uh take him out of the competition because he still loves competing even though he's technically not a pro i feel like well right but i'm saying like if they decide to make it truly pro. Right. Okay, so you're saying. So where you take out like the streamers and like you really want your your teams and your pro at athletes in there, I guess. Um maybe you take a guy that has a casting background and obviously loves the game and knows the game and plays it all the time. And maybe start there. I, I don't know. Obviously No, that'd be I like that idea a lot. Just a long shot, but I just that was kind of the first place my mind went is that it would be a perfect situation. And a perfect bridge too, where he could maybe have someone where like uh where courage is the play by play, and then you have someone trying to learn or that just is really good at the game and really good at strategy that does kind of like the analytics of it all and analyzes the strategy and the breakdown there. So I think if they just find a good combo to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's going to be interesting is what happens during week two of Epic fixes things, if they maybe cut down the amount of people they invite, not have a full lobby. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be, what kind of format it's going to be. I do know July 27th, I do believe, I think the announcers or the casters kind of talked about is the next showdown, so that'll be interesting because a lot of people are going to be going super try hard. If they do well, they're going to get invited to an $8 million tournament possible. So like, that's definitely going to be a much more... You know, and, and incentive, people are going to be trying super hard. Even these pros that, like, are quote-unquote pros, but they're not pros in Epic eyes to get in invitation to these types of events yet. Epic clearly isn't putting on a tournament just for the pros yet. So we'll have to keep seeing that. Obviously, the pros are still raging. They're upset. They're like, these aren't... Because they tweeted out, like, oh, come watch the best players play in the week one summer scrimmage. Like, these are not even close to being the best players. I totally get where they're coming from. But like you just mentioned... Right now, Epic is growing the game. As crazy as that sounds, they're growing and figuring things out first. Personally, I think it's better that we have entertainers being the test dummies instead of the pros. Because you don't want to throw all these pros in there that are playing for their like life and then have like servers that crash and then not be able to compete. That would probably be even worse. And have them pissed off and quit. Right. It's probably better for them to be playing with people that are more playing for fun and more streamers that have a lot of people that watch them. So... Again, it'll be interesting. We're going to have to see. And it's something, too, where you can mix it in. You get the views first. You get your ninja views. You get all those other people. You start working in more of the pros so people start seeing those names and growing used to those names, like the chat for 72 hours, Mm -hmm. who I've just started following on on Twitch. like Those kind of things where you just start learning more people and you start following them. And then eventually you have just your pros where people know or have at least come to – somewhat know these people and kind of form a favorite and it grows from there you gotta you gotta you gotta have people watching to learn who the entertainers and the again quote-unquote athletes are and to get the views before you can just throw in pros and try to build it from there you gotta you gotta have a fan base for sure and and there's tons of esport titles out there that have started in two ways. They started and someone became streamed on Twitch and they played so much they became really, really good, they decided to be a pro. Or in some games, the pros are good at the game, so they start streaming because they're pros and then that's how they get big. So it's just like Fortnite definitely was like this internet 
craze everyone was doing it before an esports scene was even established so you had tons of entertainers playing it and i think it's definitely so far it's been more entertainment first esports definitely second and even lower on the importance totem pool for epic i mean as much as the pro players in the pro scrim discord want their pro scene to be number one it's not going to be and uh, i i don't see it being that way until Fortnite definitely figures out what they want to do with their esports scene. Well, the thing is, too, is you can't piss off, can't piss off Ninja, can't <laughs> piss off Tim or Myth. Or, I, I know I keep saying the same names, but these are the people that bring in all of those views. This is right. a guy that has consistently almost a hundred thousand people watching him for a normal stream. You can't piss off your bread and butter because you want. To bring in these pros i know the pros want this want to get the fame i know they they don't like that someone like tim is getting all this fame and money and isn't as good as them in the game but the game wouldn't be where it's at without ninja tim myth all these guys it's it's a it's a balancing act you gotta you gotta remember where it started and what made it grow in order to build it up into a big league where people can kind of transition into following these smaller, lesser-known pros. Right, and I, I think I don't always agree with everything Ninja does or says, but Ninja has been a true esports competitive player for a very long time. He's been in the scene. He's seen shit that is bad, and he's seen stuff that's good. So I think that if Ninja definitely stays away from the pro scene and is just an entertainer, Ninja could be like a pretty big spokesperson for like the esports scene when it comes to like what's best and what's you know what works and what doesn't. I don't know who's I I could easily look up right now and find out who it is, but I don't know off the top of my head like who the esports person is at Epic right now or who is really in talks with pro players and that kind of stuff because I don't think they really are. And again, it's not their um, it's not on the top of their list right now. And I think this whole summer skirmish thing, eight weeks of fun. I think that's what's most important. I get that it's not what the pro players want because it's not like tournaments just for them to win money and make it viable for themselves to become playing this game as much as they are. But again, like who knows? It could we could see a squad match come in where they invite all these orgs. You know what I'm saying? Like who knows what happens? Can you imagine we see a squad? You know, a squad tournament? Like let's say okay, Phase TSM Liquid. 100 Thieves, Please. Optic, and Please. then you start getting Ghosts and all these other smart, smaller teams that are out there, World Best Gaming. You know, can you imagine? Like, oh my God, that'd be That's fun. That's what I want to see. Right? That's what I want to see too. And and we may see that towards the end of the week, eight, the eight weeks when things are settled in and not as crazy. I'm not sure, but I don't know. All I know is I think Epic will figure it out. People have to be patient. And uh, I think this whole summer skirmish thing is definitely a test i agree what myth says for sure on his little twitter post he made his little video it's all a process nothing happens overnight but for 15 year olds they expect it to and that's what kind of sucks it's just like people rage on twitter and i'm just like listen man like i get in your life like this is most important but there's so much more in play at epic that right now getting this crazy stuff figured figured out just for you is not important Sorry, pal. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, Panda. Anything else? Uh, we have the Ninja Tournament, the esports thing in Chicago relatively soon, but I have not seen that much more information released on it or anything announced player-wise. Uh, maybe that's something we do research for on the next podcast. I think we've talked about pretty much everything, right? Like, we talked about 
Friday Fortnite, the Fortnite Summer Scrimmage Week 1, the four winners, and uh, kind of the whole format of it. I don't, do you got anything season else? Season 5, so I mean, yeah, we've covered everything. I know we've been we've been gone a long time, and again, we apologize for that, but uh, life happens. <laughs> And uh, I think once August, we're back, yeah, once we're August gonna, hits for me and you, we'll get more into a, a standard routine a and set schedule. Things yeah. will start to be on the the rise. The grind will be much more intense for us, which I'm excited for because the podcast we wanted to grow. Obviously, we've been uh, starting out new and small and not really doing crazy a lot to get our name out yet. That's just because we're really busy. So it'll happen yep, again. It's a process. It happens <laughs> overnight. All right. So follow us on Twitter at Tilt the Takes. Um, we've been obviously quiet on Twitter for the last week and a half, so we'll continue to do our best to up that when it comes to tweeting out either clips or standings or information, that kind of stuff. Um, follow us, or you can follow slash subscribe on iTunes for the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy listening to things all about Fortnite esports. That's all I have. My name is Endless Panda. Anything else, or is it a uh, GG's? It's a GG's, man. All right, GG's. I'll talk to you later.